0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
1: Rams beat the Cardinals on Monday night football. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from above the Heineken Riverdeck at Pier 17. And now here's what the divisional schedule looks like. On Saturday, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, and the crew
2: mm. head to Tennessee. <laughs>
1: Let's go. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one, man, like the puncher against the the like the the, the conference leader who can run it on you, Derek Henry getting the back. The
2: conference leader that everybody is like, "Ah, did they really deserve to be the conference leader?" Let's be honest about it, Max. No doubt. Let's be, be honest about no it. No
1: doubt, but they're streaking and they get King Henry back.
2: I hear you. Versus versus Joe Thorough, you and talk about those dudes. Joe Thorough potentially throwing a pick or trying to stress yeah. managing the game, controlling the clock. If Derrick Henry is able to come back, mm. could be one of those things. If Joe Burrow feels the pressure, that's four thirty. Yo, key. How how many
3: um divisional games did Tennessee win? How many
1: in their division? I don't know offhand. Oh, well, but we can we can now. look that yeah, up. I that's just, easy enough to look.
3: I, what made me think about it is because I was just. Thinking about their division versus the NFC East. You're right, and I just you know I was just thinking in my head out loud. And I figured you might have it off the top of the. Dome. You know
1: what? Like five and one against the division, so it's the same sort of thing as the Cowboys. Yeah, right?
3: that's yeah. that, that's all. That's what I was. I was like, right. by the way, but as, they did, but they did beat the Bills and some other teams. Mm-hmm. Kansas right, City. they had
1: quality wins. Yeah. that the Cowboys, the Cowboys had quality competitive losses where yeah. they had a couple quality wins. And same thing, by the way. In the NFC North, right? The Packers, it's like, come on, man. You got, you got a little cakewalk through a division. It's a little different than the Rams. Got to deal with those monsters out there. So that's at 4.30 Eastern on CBS. Bengals at Titans. I love that game. 49ers oh, at Packers, Packers. 8.15 Eastern on Fox. Mm-hmm.
3: You can have that. First thing I did was look at the time. Said, man, y'all can add that. <laughs> <laughs> 8.50. <laughs> where well, you're what, going to be, 5.15. LA, what are you worried about? about? Yeah, they're coming all the way from California to Green Bay. Yeah. And I haven't even looked at the weather. So I, yeah. I just know where we're at, what month we're in, and the time. 8.15 Eastern, which they're on Central Time, correct? I think they're on Central Time. so. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, it's Patrick, still cold. And then right. when you get into the second half, that's 9 30, 10 o'clock Ooh. at night. Man, I feel that's bad right. for Jimmy G and the crew. Well, at least they don't have to. Oh, they do have to face Aaron Rodgers, that defense? Okay. Uh,
1: so then on Sunday, Rams at Bucks. Great matchup. That, that's e- that's an even Steven type game, 3 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Defending champion Bucks against a team that's pushed all the chips. To, into the middle of the table to win
3: this year.
2: Bucks three-point favor at home, which pretty much means that's this like a pickle. Even the money. team that
3: beat them earlier in the year, too. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then Bills Chiefs.
1: Chiefs. <gasps> the Chiefs have a reign of terror over these last three years, almost four years, on the AFC. But the Bills were nipping at their heels, were built to beat them in the offseason, beat them early this season, and just put it on on the Patriots after the Bills faltered in the middle of this year. That's a tremendous matchup, 6.30 Eastern, CBS. I mean, I, th- th- three of these four games. The, the Packers have
2: the biggest spread, and that's five and a half. Yeah, that's the that's one the game I spread. like.
1: That's the one game I like. Where you So that Sunday night game will be a rematch of last year's AFC championship game. Okay, Chiefs and Bills. What would a second Super Bowl mean for the great Andy Reid, who had so many bites at the apple, at least in the championship game, in the NFC, and didn't win it till he got his hands on Patrick Mahomes in the AFC? Here's Andy Reid.
4: Yeah, well, if you like chocolate cake um, and you eat a piece uh, and then you have one dangled in front of your face, you're probably going to want to eat that too. Not much is going to stop you. So, I mean, that's how... That's how you feel about the Stuber. I mean, that's that—that uh, that is the chocolate cake with the ultimate frosting.
1: You know something, Key? When he makes that analogy, I think—I think like Andy Reid is clearly gluttonous. I mean, you could see from the way he like the dude likes to eat. When he makes that chocolate <laughs> cake analogy, you know, you wonder like, hey, does someone get full? Does someone not get hungry
5: after they went? Nah,
3: Andy Reid, I believe it. When he used that chocolate cake, he wants another slice, Key. Yeah, Big Red likes to eat. There's no question about it. Um, you know, the question is, is what would it mean for Andy Reid to get to two? Mm-hmm. It just, I mean, he's already a Hall of Fame coach. But the Hall of Fame coach to get two Super Bowls in Kansas City speaks, you know, and then you try to go for a third. You start to look at his track record and you start looking at the Philadelphia Eagles' NFC conference games, and you start looking at the Super Bowl that they lost to the Patriots, then you go back to New England. I mean, you go back to Kansas City and four straight cha- – I think it will be, be four, right? Four, four straight, straight AFC yes.
1: championship games. Yeah. yeah,
3: now you go back and you look at that, four straight AFC championship games, two Super Bowl. I mean, you just start to look at all of what will go in his Wikipedia page bio – And that's how you look at it. I mean, there's nothing, whether he wins one or loses, I mean, wins one or not, he's still going to be in a Hall of Fame. Upper echelon if he wins another one. This just kind of puts him in that group of upper echelon coaches in the yeah. national football It kind of makes
2: you think like that baby. Uh, granted, they've done it over a longer period of time with a lot more wins and mm-hmm. Super Bowl success, but it makes you feel like a baby brother to Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Like, it feels like they're on that path to it. Well, day.
1: or at least like when you get to the championship game every year, it's a one level down from what the Bills did when they went to four straight Super Bowls because he, he lives in that. He lived in the NFC championship game. Now he lives in the AFC championship game. But Key's but right. If you add some Super Bowls to this, like, it's like John Elway. He had everything, and then even past his prime, when he got those two Super Bowls at the end, Ooh. it elevates everything he did. Now, here's what's crazy, okay? The Chiefs, I said all year, they're not hitting on all cylinders. And by that, I don't mean they're playing perfect. I mean they're playing like the best version of themselves. I saw that, though, against the Steelers. That looked like the Chiefs to me, right? But they get off to a slow start. And they do. That's what they do. And then they come back and put it on you. But the spread against the bull, the Bills is only two and a half points, meaning on a neutral field, the odds makers are saying Bills should be a half-point favorite, mm-hmm. give or take. It's not exact, but give or take. So this is the question. Key, always I'm thinking if the Chiefs play their game, they're going to win, right? I don't know if they play their game that they beat the Bills,
3: like if they do that thing where they fall down early. Can they? It's tough to win on the road, man, in the playoffs against a quality opponent. The Kansas City Chiefs could have been the number one seed, right? We watched them kind of sputter along this year, and, and we had our doubts about what they were as a team and what's wrong with Patrick Mahomes. But it's hard as hell to beat a team on the road in a hostile environment. Now, Kansas City, that's 70,000. 69 of them will be Kansas City Chiefs fans. I mean, they're not giving up their tickets. So this is not getting ready to be Bills Mafia Stadium. That plays in favor of Kansas City. On top of that, although they waxed them and beat them earlier in the year, the Buffalo Bills, this is the playoffs. You didn't beat them in the playoffs in the AFC Championship game a year ago. So that still sits in your mind. There's a little bit of doubt that sits there. You watched the film against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You saw the splash plays that Patrick Mahomes was able to make. I mean, so when you start to look at those sort of things, you as a coaching staff get a little tight, get a little nervous. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. This is going to be a straight-out shootout. Over, under 55. I mean, touchdowns with the way both teams emulate their styles in which they play to a degree. I mean, Jarek McKinnon has been another added weapon for the Chiefs. Uh, with his speed from the running back position, the dual threat, how they utilize him—something else the Bills have to prepare for. Th- this is there are a lot of great games, but I think from an offensive perspective, this is going to be the most entertaining no, game for me. I, for whatever
1: reason, I don't—you just wind up rooting for some teams. I I find myself rooting for the Chiefs because they're so because Mahomes is so special when I watch them play, and I could tell you—I I don't know why—it just kind of works out that way, right? Like yeah, uh, I could I could tell you that this game. I don't, I'd be, I'm nervous. Like I, I'm not that invested in who wins really, but the Bills, I think about what the Bills offense just did to Belichick's defense. Like it wasn't even there. And the Bills
2: offense is beat. They were
3: built. They were built to beat beat the the Chiefs. Chiefs. So the Chiefs
1: defense is what carried them through the lean times this year. I don't think that defense is going to do anything with that Bills offense. Like you said, shootout. Like I don't, can Josh Allen match Patrick Mahomes in the moment of truth? Right? Can he make all the plays? I think plays? so, man. I think Ooh. so. Bills Chiefs is the hot ticket this so. weekend. Hot tickets brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seat rewards. Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Current Tom Brady and maybe the next Tom Brady are still alive in the playoffs. So how close are they right now in Keys Real Rankings?
6: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
3: I'm the smartest guy in the box, so I like that too. Keys Real
1: Rankings. All right, and Keys Real Rankings are brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Keys going to rank the eight quarterbacks left in the playoffs 8 to one Go ahead. Take it away, Key.
3: Number eight. Number eight, Ryan Tannehill, Tennessee Titans. When you look at the top eight quarterbacks, he is dead last. And that's not a knock on him because he's eight in general. And in terms of his team being in the playoffs, they are the number one seed. But they don't rely on Ryan Tannehill to win football games now that Derrick Henry is coming back. He's more than capable of making a big-time throw to Julio Jones or Brown. It just depends on what they want to do from an offensive philosophy. I think the ball runs this game, runs through Henry as he comes back off injury and not Ryan Tannehill. So therefore, it pushes him down to number eight.
0: Number seven.
3: Number seven is Jimmy G. I put Jimmy G slightly above Ryan Tannehill at number seven because I've seen Jimmy G make a handful of throws that excite you but at the same time make a couple that make you scratch your head. He's led his team to a Super Bowl in the past doing the same thing, same sort of recipe. If you go back and you think about that Super Bowl run, they took the ball out of his hands in the fourth quarter against the Minnesota Vikings as well as the Green Bay Packers in those playoffs, and this will continue as they make their run in the Green Bay again.
0: Number six.
3: Number six, Matthew Stafford, the guy that just got his first victory in the postseason. He is one in three lifetime, but that's okay. He went out there and he took care of business. He didn't have a bunch of statistics. He was 13 of 17 for a little bit over 200 yards, a touchdown on the ground, two in the air, found OBJ when needed to, found Cooper Cup when needed to. A lot of pressure is on Matthew Stafford to deliver the goods to Los Angeles, and that will be a Super Bowl if he doesn't then it's going to be more pressure inning the next season.
0: Number five.
3: Number five is Joe Burrow. Cool Joe in Cincinnati. The young pup is getting it done. Finding T. Higgins. Finding Tyler Boyd. Understanding his teammate, college teammate in Jamar Chase. Understanding Joe Mixon in the backfield. Just doing things that a rookie or second-year player like him shouldn't be doing has his team headed in the right direction. Cincinnati could wind up in the Super Bowl.
0: Number four,
3: Josh Allen. We watched Josh Allen take care of business against the New England Patriots in the cold. There was questions. What were we going to get from Josh Allen? Is he going to be any good? His statistics in the cold were horrible. No one felt or believed that he would be able to take the New England Patriots to the woodshed, the number two defense in the National Football League. But guess what? He did it. Big time arm running the football, throwing it, leading the charge, and now he goes back to Kansas City for an ASC championship game this weekend. We'll see if he can live up to the billing. Number three. Number three, the greatest of all time. How can the greatest quarterback of all time be number three on my real ranking list? Simply because there's two guys ahead of him, even though terrific time I take all day long. If you sign him up, he can come with me. Despite not having the weapons this Last game that he had in the beginning of the season and throughout the season, he still found Mike Evans, still understood Gronkowski. Leonard Fournette is out of the lineup, but he was able to still get something done with Keyshawn Vaughn in the backfield. Tom Brady is the ultimate warrior, ultimate leader. This is why he's on my real ranking. Number two. Number two is Patrick Mahomes. James probably thinks James is our, Producer, one of our producers, he probably thinks Patrick Mahomes belongs at number one, but I think he's satisfied with him being number two. Big time game this past weekend against the Pittsburgh Steelers. If he can continue to not turn the football over, the Kansas City Chiefs can find themselves playing in SoFi Stadium for the Super Bowl against this next quarterback.
0: Number one.
3: The number one guy on the board is Aaron Rodgers, my MVP of the season. He's just doing what Aaron Rodgers does. Nice, cool, calm, and collective finding all the receivers. Him and Devontae Adams have certainly just have put themselves in rare, com- in rare conversation about potentially being in the top two to three combinations of all times from quarterback to wide receiver in the National Football League. I can't wait to see them play against the San Francisco 49ers this weekend to really see if Aaron Rodgers has arrived or not.
2: There you have it. Jay? My my only – it's not qualm with it because I, I think the list is, is is a good list. And the list, Rodgers 1,
1: Mahomes 2, Brady 3, Allen 4, Burrow 5, Stafford 6, Garoppolo 7, Tannehill 8.
2: I just have a hard time having Tom Brady at number three. And I know that he lost a couple of weapons, A.B., Chris Godwin. But just – he won a Super Bowl last year, man. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and Aaron Rodgers has been to the NFC Championship game multiple times, hasn't got over the hump. I get what the resume looks like for Patrick Mahomes, and I get the current evaluation of talent. I just, It's hard for me not to have Tom Brady number one until somebody takes it away from me.
3: Fair enough. I, yeah, I, but it, it's, it's right now. These rankings are play, quarterbacks remaining in the NFL playoffs right now. Not yeah. quarterbacks that won Super Bowls in the past. Quarterbacks that right now, today, if you are taking the quarterbacks – this is the order that I'm taking the quarterback. I understand. But Jay's just playoffs. saying he'd take Brady yeah, that's fine. first. That's and your like, perspective.
1: Like, I
2: got, I got at a on le-
1: it. At a certain level, there's very little to quibble with. You yeah. have Brady, Mahomes, or Rodgers. You're good. Key, I actually think, with, I think your ratings are perfect. It's exactly the order they ought to be in. But I would make one change. I would put... And, but I can't justify it. That's why I think yours are right. You
3: can't make the change anyway because it says Key's real range. Right. I'm saying, Max, if, I'm saying if it were rankings. me,
1: now it's time for Jay to say something <laughs> and yes. me to say something. So I, I would have Mahomes one, and I'll tell you why. Even though Rodgers has had a better year and he's more seasoned and all that, I've seen Mahomes do all the stuff Rodgers does in recent years. And I, I've seen him do it in almost a like – they're both jaw-dropping, but Mahomes in a more jaw-dro- jaw-dropping way even – And the fact is that Mahomes has made it to two straight Super Bowls, once without a line last year. I throw that out. I thought he was spectacular last year. He just didn't have an offensive line. But the year before he won it, and he did it by calling his own play and making spectacular magic happen, right? And even the year before that against Brady, Jay, there's nothing Mahomes could have done. Brady threw an interception, AFC Championship game over, Chiefs win. Oh! Pre snap penalty, Brady gets the ball back. Mahomes never got to touch it again. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So like he came one pre snap penalty away from starting his career with three Super Bowl trips. So he's my number one pick. Otherwise, I, I have the exact order key has. Exactly. Yeah, Evan, like I said, they're all Evan, switchable if you
5: want to. Evan,
3: what stands out for you? Do you have any any problems with my real rankings? You usually have some issue.
5: The only thing that stands out to me was Burrow ahead of Stafford. And I understand that they both have one postseason win. But when, when I look at it, that's like the one thing that jumps out at me. I, I love that you have Joe Burrow in the top five. I think we all have a ton of confidence in Joe Burrow. But when I looked at your list, the one thing that jumped out to me was Burrow in the top five ahead of Stafford, who's at six.
3: Well, one guy is 1-0. Another guy is 1-3.
1: Lifetime in the playoffs.
3: Yeah. Lifetime in the playoffs. I got to my first playoff game. I won. You. It took you four tries.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd take Burrow over Stafford. I, I, yeah. I, I, by the I way, mean, I take Burrow over Stafford, Stafford every day.
3: Right, but if
5: you put Matthew Stafford in his second year on this Bengals team with all those weapons, like it may be a different story. Like I'm not. I mean You asked me look, what stands out. I, what stands going, out to me is that you have Joe Burrow ahead of Matthew Stafford. It's the only thing on the list that really jumps out to me.
3: I mean, Calvin Johnson was pretty damn good, but anyway. I mean, I the mean, thing I, about you know we don't want to turn this into that type of conversation, Evan, right? The thing about
1: Burrow is again, if you're talking about playoffs, you have to use all the available information. They were they were both number one overall picks, Stafford and Burrow. Burrow had the greatest college season of anyone who ever lived. And then in the championship game against the golden boy, the anointed one, Trevor Lawrence, he was easily the best player on the field and won that game. And then he turns – and then he, he he starts winning as a rookie a little bit, then gets hurt, comes back the very next year, double-digit wins, trip to the playoffs, already won a game. Like, I'll take Burrow over Stafford all day.
2: Yeah, and, Ev, I'm with Key on this one, too. Just the way Burrow finished the season, too, down the stretch. I mean, Stafford struggled down the stretch. Granted – Played well last night, but I mean what, four it was like four games he threw eight interceptions.
3: Yeah, he was trying to give he was trying to give the game away. Give the games away better yet.
1: You know Stafford it's funny who Stafford reminds me of is when you I'm not I, I like this next player more than Stafford, but I look at Stafford and think that's Justin Herbert's floor. Like high draft pick, crazy talent hey, is Herbert going to go on to have a career where he makes deep playoff runs all the time? or is Because he's on the Chargers, if it doesn't go right, is he going to have like a Stafford-type career? But that's who Stafford reminds me of, a, 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 a Justin Herbert, if, if it didn't go just right in terms of the teams around him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and, and Herbert and Burrow are the guys who get compared a lot because they're in the same draft class. Keyshawn J. Willimax, presented by Progressive Insurance. Speaking of Stafford. Did the Rams show the rest of the NFL their blueprint for winning a Super Bowl? That's after Sports Center. 113-95,
0: four minutes remaining. Morant off the high middle screen, splits two in the paint, spins off Hill and scores left of the glass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to see it to believe it. God. <laughs> Just trust me on this
1: one. What? Sean Kelly with the call on ESPN Radio. If you haven't seen that 360 layup from Ja Moran, go find it somewhere. As the Grizzlies star scored 25 to beat the Bulls, 119-106 on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And by the way, the Grizz have a talented and good team. It's not a deep team. It's not like Ja's the only dude, but he's the best dude. Anyway, after Memphis had their 11-game win streak snapped on Friday. Look at that. Right back on track against Chicago. Memphis is 12th win in the last 13 games the led by as many as 23 in the second half against a shorthanded Bulls squad who have now suddenly lost four straight elsewhere in the NBA LeBron James scored 25 points as the Lakers rebounded after an ugly 37 point loss to the Nuggets two nights earlier Los Angeles snapped a three-game losing streak defeating the Jazz 101-95 hours after re-signing his 10-day contract with LA Stanley Johnson had 10 of his 15 in the fourth quarter and up the road from Crypto.com Arena. The NFL's Super Wildcard weekend concluded with Monday Night Football at SoFi Stadium. The Rams advanced past the Cardinals 34-11. Matthew Stafford waited 13 seasons before finally earning his first career playoff win. The Rams D was story, forcing eight straight drives that resulted in either zero first downs or a turnover. The Rams are at Bucks next weekend. And the defending champion, Tampa Bay Bucks, opened. A three-point favorite at home. I'm talking about these stories and more on this just in, 2 p.m. Eastern today on ESPN. Sports Center is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Try the $45 silver unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with nationwide 5G on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at StraightTalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary.
4: This was a lack of composure for the Arizona Cardinals. I thought David Long's touchdown to be able to put us up 21-0 was was huge for us. Bounces in the pocket, hit from behind, flips
2: it forward. It is intercepted, intercepted, a pick six, David Long
7: Jr. Matthew Stafford has his
4: first playoff victory. You know, what they did in the first half, I think they held him to 40 yards. You know, I think it was one of the best performances in playoff history in the first. Just proud to be a part of this team, happy to get one, looking for more.
1: Keyshawn J, Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, and Jeff Saturday is giving the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. How you what doing, up, baby? Well, look fantastic. At got How y'all a tie living? on today? I got a
7: little tie. How's yeah, looking? you did the tie. Very, Very tie. professional. Oh, look at
1: that. I like it. Yeah. Very professional. <laughs> yeah, with the half zip. The tie.
7: I'm taking my kid.
1: It up a little bit. Yeah. I'm taking Hill. my kid to Very practice. I'm taking over, my yes. kid to practice, and I'm, I'm a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. I like it. I mean, you know what I mean. What did uh, you see last night from the Rams that makes you think they're a
7: threat to win the Super Bowl? Stars showed up, man. I mean, listen, when you think about the way this team was designed and you know all the, all the people are talking about, man, they're giving up draft picks and doing that. Um, first of all, Von Miller, the, the defensive front four, played an insanely good football game. But Von Miller, the last four or five weeks, has really come to form. And when you put him in there with Aaron Donald, you saw the pressure they put on Murray. And he was uncomfortable from the jump. That type of pressure you can get from a front four changes games, especially in the playoffs. And now you have OBJ. The relationship between he and Stafford, that thing is warmed up. You're, I mean, you know, Acres coming back off of this Achilles, which is insane that this guy's playing. I mean, it's like all the all the big hitters. Who's he? From Wolverine? How does he how does he heal this it's quickly? Insanity. That is insanity. And look, he looked. Yeah, I mean, he looked incredibly explosive. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, so all the guy. I mean, listen, from the Rams' perspective. All the guys that you had to bring in to make and we'll make this about Stafford because he won a first playoff game. It wasn't about Stafford. Like they ran the they ran the ball all over. They controlled everything in the game. Stafford played good, but man, all the guys around him played exceptional football yesterday. Jeff,
2: would you trust Matthew Stafford if you needed him to make some big plays?
7: Yeah, I think that's why he's there. I mean, you know what I mean? Like if if, if you if, if you can't trust him, um you're you're in big trouble. And I think you can. I, I the problem for me It's game plan. And and I I know people love Sean McVay, and I love Sean McVay as well. Last night's game plan, to me, was perfect, right? We're going to establish the run. We're going to be a physical team. We're going to allow players to make plays but it's not going to be – we're not going to drop back and just try to wheel the thing around. You know, I I, I respect those type of game plans because that's really what wins. I and mean, when you put a ton of pressure on Stafford, it hasn't showed out. You think about the routes that OBJ, that they're comfortable in their timing with, I think that has improved. And so get, I give McVeigh a ton of credit, man. He did a great job last night. Staff. I think you can win with Stafford, and I think it showed last night. But he is not a guy – He's not a guy you want throwing fifty times. Could he? If he has to, you trust him more than Jared Goff, mm-hmm. so you definitely upgrade. But I'm still not in on a fifty throw game. I'm a you know I'm a twenty five to thirty. Let's keep it balanced. Did it and was we seventeen. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, when you're giving when you're scoring a touchdown on defense from the shortest exactly. you know the shortest touchdown in, in playoff history from the defense, life is going pretty good.
3: Jeff, how did the uh, the Rams expose Kyler Murray last night? What did they do? Oh, um, I mean, they, well, they. I, I think the front four. I just said. I think their front
7: four was was dynamic, key, but also on the back end. I think. I think the disguises, and I think, you know, when 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 you're not sure, you saw how many times he pulled the ball down, how many times he held the ball in the backfield. You could tell he wasn't comfortable going to where his first read was, and so it's. It, you and I both know it's hard to know. Is that we just didn't scheme it right in practice, you know, so his eyes, but you saw him yesterday, like his eyes were all over the field key. So it, what it tells me is either what the Rams did was, was they were locking guys down or they gave him some things that they were not expecting. And he just could not transition into find the open guy. Cause I'm, there were a, there were a number of sacks or pressures or hits that I thought, God, he's holding the ball. Like he's just, he panics and he's, and he just freezes. And why he didn't use his legs blows me away. I'm just telling you, I I don't know if you forget you're one of the fastest dudes on the field, but, like, pull that thing down and go expose somebody. Do your best impression of Josh Allen, except get down
2: before you run somebody over. I said that at the top of the show, Jeff. I said I was just shocked that he, he didn't do that. He rushed for six yards. Right. Like, that's so contrarian to everything you've known Kyler Murray to be as yeah. a player. And you know what's funny is this season he has been a
7: pocket passer. And we talked about when they were 8-0 and, and we talked about, man, he's really doing it from the pocket, which I I'm, I'm a huge fan of. But when you get to playoffs – and you saw like you saw what the Bills did and how they scripted against the Patriots. Josh Allen's getting totes, man. Yeah. Like they're gonna call it and run it. They're not they're mm-hmm. not like at some point you have to use eleven on eleven philosophy if you have a guy as explosive as Kyler Murray. I understand you've protected him through the season. I'm not looking for seventeen games with that with Kyler Murray. But when you get to the playoffs and, and nobody's making plays. You're the dude. Like like there's a reason we got you, right? Like you gotta be the dude that puts the team on the back, goes sustain drives and extends drives. When you're Ofer on third down, and again you have one of the most dynamic athletes and players on the football field and to your point get six yards, like I got issue with that. I'm I'm with you hundred percent. You know who's
1: not gonna be Ofer on third down? Tom Brady. And (laughs) and that's a pick 'em type game. You know, the Bucks Mm -hmm. are at home, but they've had some injuries. Can Stafford – I, I likened, you. I, I told you yesterday on this just in terrific show, by the way, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN. Yeah, I predicted this win, by um, the way, yeah. yeah. But I liken Tom Brady to Floyd Mayweather in the sense that – and Belichick, the same thing. Like, you, I'm going to make fewer mistakes than you. That's right. Like, I, you'll be the one who makes mistakes. Can Stafford play the type of mistake-free, controlled, collected game that could beat Tom Brady? Don't make
7: him. If Sean McVay is smart, you don't make him. Don't make this a shootout, right? Like you play, you play the same type of game you just you just beat Arizona with. It's going to be a. We're going to allow our defense to play good football. We understand that our front four is going to have to rush and get home. Worse is banged up. Jensen's banged up. Their right tackle probably won't play, or if he does play, he's going to be limited. Jensen, their center, and their front five is what's made this team so dominant. I mean, let's be honest. Tom Brady is a different human being when he can sit in the pocket and pick teams apart. But he threw the ball at like 2.1 seconds during the game after Wurfs went down. Now you got Miller, you got Donald, you got Floyd. If the front four of the Rams can get it – and by the way, they got after him whatever the week they played, week five or whatever it was. I think they sacked him three times, but they hit Brady a ton. and that was von Miller. Yeah, exactly. And that was with a strong, you know, Bucs offensive line. So do they have a shot? Absolutely they got a shot. And don't make – again, don't make it about can Stafford beat Brady because to your point, more teams lose that way than win. Don't get in a traded-off game with – with play play a tight, controlled football game and, and force Tampa to come in and beat – I mean, force Tampa to beat you.
3: Jeff, let me ask you about one of the, the biggest polarizing franchises in all of professional sports, the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, sir. What went wrong? What was the problem with Dallas – against the 49ers this past weekend. What's the biggest problem?
7: Offense is inept, man. I mean, listen, T, you and I talked about this a number of times on the different shows we've done together. As an offense, you are neither explosive nor physical. Here here's my point. In the NFL, you and I both, are, you got to be one, right? Like you think about the Bucks. The Bucks aren't a physical offense, right? They got a great offensive line, they're physical, but they're going to throw that ball around. The Cowboys when they were physical, were one of the top offenses in the league. They got away from it, started trying to throw it. Cooper kind of you know, you don't know where Cooper and and Dak's relationship is, but when you look at their roster, They should have been significantly better on offense than they were. And their offensive line got flat-out exposed. Everybody's like, oh, man, Zeke's not the same guy. Well, guess what? When you get hit at the line of scrimmage or a yard behind the line of scrimmage, Mm -hmm. every freaking play, like, that's tough sledding no matter who you are, right? Pollard didn't get any touches, but, you know, I I know everybody was in love with Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy and, you know, what they're doing with the offense. But I've been saying this for a long time. They were making a living by the defense winning games. And when you have all your money on offense and your defense is winning your games, that should give you some concern, right? And, and it, you, you ain't playing the NFC East in the playoffs. I get the Eagles snuck in, that kind of thing. But you and I both know, man, that's a different level of football. I, I, listen, I, call, I I didn't think that game – I thought it was going to be a beatdown of epic proportions and it really should have been but Jimmy G kept them in the game but key they got to fix the offense like and and, and you should not have that kind of conversation with the offensive line the receivers the running backs and the quarterback you have there that you're concerned about the offensive line should be concerning for all cowboy fans
1: that mm. is Jeff Saturday ladies and gentlemen facts baby facts tell facts. Facts. Jeff facts
3: oh, my god <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jeff Saturday, so thank you very much as Appreciate always, Jeff. You. All
3: right, Jeffrey.
1: If Mike McCarthy does come back next season, as Stephen Jones has alluded to, and, and I highly encourage, how hot is his seat entering 2022? That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80.
4: so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot The Keyshawn, J. Will and Max Podcast.
0: What's our level of concern? Zero, fifty, 50, or to the max? up to the max. This is Zero to the Max.
1: Jay, Will, and Max on ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 8, your smart speaker, your podcast. Man, it's like a, a crisp,
3: two. beautiful day out there. It's a good day. Yeah. It's a good <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah. Let's go.
1: Yeah, it warmed up about 20 degrees, and now it's uh, in the 30s. It's to the max, zero, 50, or to the max. Hot seat going into 2022.
3: Mike McCarthy, key. I, I would say Zero. I think it, well, you say going into, oh, I would say max going into 2022. Well, I would say max going into 2022. No, I'm saying like right now, like right now, going into the next season. Yeah, that's what I said. Going into 2022, I would say he would be at the max because the expectations are going to grow so significant that he needs to get them in the same situation, only next time he needs to win the game. And especially if. Everybody comes back, meaning Dan Quinn, Kellen Moore, along with Mike McCarthy and his football team. The heat is going to be on him. There's no question about it. Yeah, I would say to
2: Max, especially with the way they lost going down the stretch to teams outside the NFC East and Max, if they lose Dan Quinn defensively, like who will he replace that with? How will that relationship continue to build between him and Kellen Moore? Like, all this is stuff that we're paying attention to to a max degree next year.
1: I'm saying a 50 at best, and you know how I feel. He should be coached for life for the Dallas Cowboys. But Come on, man. But, like, the division ain't going to be any good next year again. Come on, Max. We had them at a the max division, this damn like, year. Like, the Eagles would get a little better. The Eagles didn't beat any, not even a single good team this year.
2: We had them at a max this year. You don't think I know, they're to be at what a what max the,
1: next year? But what the Cowboys are showing – is that they are going to ride with their guy he's in the second year of a four-year deal so is he gonna is Jerry going eat the last two years of this deal no but in a weak division they're probably going to win again
2: every hey, year let, let me let, stack, let me let me let me have our
3: let me have our producer jump in real here Evan, what do you think's going to happen in terms of what's going on with the max I, and what the Cowboys are going to do
5: I think Mike McCarthy should be out of a job today.
2: There you go. Evan,
1: We
5: want him out of a job. We want him right where he is. No, I want the Cowboys to be good. Yeah, of what? course. Jets, uh, Jets fan. Hating, yeah. Hitting on the Giants. Great. What?
1: Cliff Kingsbury.
2: Zero 050 or to the Max. Hot seat going into next season, Jay. I say to the Max, listen to this, Key. Did some research. All the way back to his Texas tech days, 2013, <laughs> lost his last five or six. You'll love this. Fourteen lost his last four or six. Fifteen, last last four or six. 16, lost 6 of 8 down the stretch. 17, lost 6 of 8. 18, lost 5 of 5. With the Cardinals, 2019, lost 7 of 9 down the stretch. 2020, lost 5 of 7 down the stretch. And then this past year, lost 5 of 6 down the stretch. What the hell is going on, Cliff Kingsbury? Oof, Key. What is going on?
3: Man, Cliff looks stressed just watching the clips. (laughs) Um, I would say to the max for Cliff Kingsbury and Arizona Cardinals. But here's the interesting dilemma. He's got one year left on his deal. No coach wants to go into a season as a lame duck. So Mm. you're going to extend him and to what after? If they get bounced around next year, don't win the division, don't go to the playoffs, something along those lines and you give a guy a four- or five-year deal, are you willing to just eat that and move on?
1: Key, I'll tell you something. Not only do I think it's to the max, and I can't believe this. Like, that's an eye-opening stat, Jay. Crazy. Because, like, last year I just thought – I mean, not this past year. The year before I thought, well, look, they they stopped running Kyler so much because he hurt his shoulder and all that. But if it it followed him since college. He's always collapsing.
2: years, Max.
1: What you just said, Key, I think there's a chance he's not the coach next year. Because they have that decision to make, and they may just feel like, you know what, the way we just got handled in the playoffs, we need to upgrade. I think there's an actual But the chance. problem,
3: but see, now you're, facing, now you're facing personnel issues, right? If you part ways with him, now you bring in another coach. Another coach, uh, as much as we like Kyler Murray, other coaches don't but like that. What if you brought in mm-hmm. a Cliff Kingsbury <clears throat> type, but a guy who
1: doesn't have a track record of collapsing down the stretch? You know what I mean? Like but the same then, type of air raid with the run with a little more running back action. You know what I mean? And,
3: and, and but a guy like I mean, I guess that. You could. I guess you could do that, but that's more college-y. Yeah. That's like yeah. that college, go hire this guy. because I, I don't think they do that. I think they extend him and they just bite the bullet. He's something Probably.
2: else a little bit more eye-opening. You know those first six years I gave you where he finished losing games down the stretch? Think about college football. What do you do in your schedule? What do you stack the early games with? Cupcakes, right? Oh, cupcakes. So you start playing real teams down the stretch. That's where he struggles the most. But I, I'm it's shocked eye-opening. at you, though, Jay. I'm shocked at you. I'm still that you a maxed man of the out.
3: Red Sea. It, it's you, you've been, for the two years that we've been working together, you've been trying to make people in Arizona hate me and come look for me you just been on the bandwagon oh. on the bandwagon on the ba- to the point where you're even wearing red and black today right, guys. in honor of the Arizona Cardinals. I'm still on three the bandwagon. Minutes. I'm just stating Here's the
1: challenge. Team. 3 minutes. Let's get through some of these coaches zero 050 or to the max. We're going to really pick up the pace. <laughs> zero 050 or to the max. Kevin Stefanski hot seat going into the year uh key.
3: I would say uh 0. I, I would say 0. He's he's been there. Two years now, he's done a tremendous job in Cleveland. They had some injuries had, catch up to him. This year, I think he's safe.
2: Yeah, I, I would say zero. Uh, it, it's more max on Baker Mayfield yeah. than anybody.
1: No question. Agreed. Brandon
2: Staley
3: with the Chargers. 0-50 or to the max, Key? I would say 50. I think he goes into this thing at 50 because – when you look at it, and Justin Herbert's played pretty good football, but they missed the playoffs, losing to the Raiders down the stretch. He's had some bizarre moments as a coach, a young head coach, going for it on weird situations, backed up. He's going for it on fourth down. Fourth down, instead of taking points, he's going for it and missing out on points. I, I think the jury is still out on him, but I think going into the
2: year, they're going to have one eye open and the other one with closed with a toothpick. I'll say it's trending towards the max. I mean, look, this guy is super aggressive in his play calling. Sometimes it's worked out. Sometimes it hasn't worked out to their detriment. But he continues to roll the dice like that, man. For a guy, Justin Herbert, like how many years do you want to waste of Justin Herbert?
1: I actually think it's also 50. I agree with Key. And I got to say this. A lot of times I'll talk about an athlete. We don't write the script. We just notice it, right? Like the, the athlete writes their own script. So do coaches. I am total I don't know what's going to happen with Staley. I think he has a chance to be a very good coach. He's a very young one now. He also he has a chance that no, he's just reckless, right? We shall see, but I'll put him at a 50 and I'm curious to find out the answer. Frank Reich zero 050 or to the max.
3: Ooh. Hot seat going into the season, Key. I think it's I think it's going to be 50 depending on what happens with Carson Wentz throughout the course of the season.
2: I feel like it's going to be max, especially with the way they ended the season and he's the reason why they got Carson Wentz because of their relationship.
1: I think it's 50. I think he's a good coach. And I think, and I think great, people yeah. look at Carson Wentz as the issue. We made the same comment about a quarterback earlier. You just did. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was. 0-50 or two to the max. Matt Rule. Hot seat going into 2022,
3: Key. Is there such a thing as Supermax? <laughs> it's a Supermax. Yeah, because he, he getting ready to get the Supermax deal. Uh, he getting a Supermax? Supermax. Jay? Yeah, I'm with you guys. All
1: right. The uh, Seahawks don't appear to be making coaching change, right? Pete Carroll's going to stay around. Does that mean so is Russell Wilson? Is Russell – it seems like he was out the door. Is Russell Wilson going to stay in Seattle? That's coming up on Keyshawn J. X on ESPN Radio. And you stay with us on Sirius XM Channel 80 and your smart speakers. And, of course, you can always download the podcast. We'll be back in a minute.